Never invade Russia in the winter, says Better Buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. And with us this week, we've got James. Hello. And Kelvin. Hello. And surprise guest, John. Hello. Surprise, because we have four people. Ooh. Yeah, seriously. It's a, it's a party. Party hard. Party hardy. <laughs> Sorry, I just remember. As you can tell by your enthusiasm, this is definitely I, a party. Hey, well, okay. What you want me to scream? Should I scream? No, don't, I sc- don't blow out the levels. All right, <laughs> blow out the levels. That's what you love to do, James. Don't just give in. <laughs> you temptress. Our better buddies icebreaker this week. What drink will you put in the skull of your enemy when you'll be drinking from it? Wow. Where'd this question come from? No comment. It, it came up skull in real life. Filled. <laughs> yeah. uh, the skull's my own, but continue. <laughs> he's, he's got one sitting right there. He's just got like a bunch of different drinks. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's a really just... hard. It's really hard because I'm trying to get my own skull and I had to drink from it. It's a whole thing. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Damn. But I gotta figure out what oh, drink to uh... put in it first. Well, Why does know, it have to I... be a specific drink? I feel like it should just be your go-to mug that you use for everything. I mean, I think it's f- more for the symbolic, like, first time. I see. Is it more demeaning for it to be something simple, like water? I don't think so. You need water to live. You're honoring your opponent. What's, yeah. the, most, <laughs> what's the most insulting thing you could drink out of it? I was thinking milkshake. Um, Bathtub moonshine. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool, John. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, homemade liquor insulting. in a homemade mug. Some wops. Talk about if it to yourself. Guy, if some guy decapitated me and then put bathtub moonshine <laughs> in my skull and drank out of it, I'd be like, you know what? At least it's being put to good use. All right? uh, <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> I still kind of stand by milkshake. Like you just put a... Maybe vanilla, maybe chocolate. Maybe put some like cookies in it or something. But... I feel like it has to be a strawberry milkshake. Uh, oh, okay. why? Oh, it'd be on theme. It or thematic. It's red. Uh, but then I feel like you have to be make it a cherry because strawberry is always like pink. A cherry is usually more red. That's fair. Oh, black cherry. I like strawberry. So, oh, but yeah, strawberry would be good. Refreshing. Yeah, I was thinking a nice uh, chill lemonade. Ooh. You know. Oh. Getting a skull out works up a sweat, you know, so <laughs> I like <laughs> you'd want a nice cool refreshing drink. I like how the relax. only alcohol we've chosen like normally be like blood or wine, and the only alcohol we've mentioned is bo- bathtub moonshine and decided yeah. that's too cool. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta roll it back. <laughs> you just gotta I mean, leave the milkshake in there and let it get all moldy and disgusting. Oh no, you should oh. do that like uh what is it that South American like tea yerba mate or something oh, where it's basically like it's like eighty percent leaves and you just sip the water through the leaves. What about uh what about just letting ice cream melt in it and then drinking that? 
Yeah, just milk. It's just milk. getting milk. <laughs> just like a malt. <laughs> Extra calcium for your skull. What kind of ice cream would you drink out of a skull? Um, like Rocky Road. Oh, I like. Okay. <laughs> I don't All know right. why, but that was the that was the word can combination I, that seemed appropriate. Can I also say that a skull seems like a poor container for a beverage? I mean, there's mm. like a bunch of holes for things to leak out of. Yeah, you seal them. Yeah, there's got to be a way. Because there's only yeah, like so many bowl. holes, and like, I, I mean, this, the the like don't. I, I was gonna say you plug like you like a bowling ball, right? You just plug it up with your fingers. Use that three, <laughs> plug the two eyes and the nose, and then you just. I guess the the mouth. Fuck. Mm. Um, dude, I'm gonna say a nice strong black coffee is what I'll say. Ooh, oh, you would with like pictures uh, with like a little dash of whiskey in it, like a, like a pick me up, but also with a cigarette uh, in hand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Can, what? I'm what sorry, a great. James. No, what a great combo! A, a, a black coffee with a little <laughs> bit of whiskey and a cigarette to wake you up the morning after. Oh my god! That's like your trademark. <laughs> I I dig. I'll take that. I'll take that no. in my grave. Really. So I googled skull because I just wanted reference because I was looking at the holes that you need to plug because I didn't think there was one underneath the jaw that would connect, but I didn't know. But if you just Google image search skull. One of the top results is a picture of someone in their underwear holding their junk. <laughs> Why? Because I believe the brand of the underwear is Skull and Bones. Oh. I'm not getting that. But it's like, hmm, I wasn't expecting that to pop up. <laughs> also, yeah. there's a picture of SpongeBob's skull. What? You just Google <laughs> Skull? Just Skull. I didn't get any of those. Hmm. I think this is more. I think this is more about you, Calvin. <laughs> Those tailored uh, algorithm you searches. You don't use Google. You use. Bing. I was on Google. I literally specifically went to Google so I could copy you. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's all just skulls. Oh wait, there's RJ, a hole in you... the bottom of the skull. Yeah, isn't there? Like that'd be for that... like the brainstem. Yeah, so you just put a straw in that, and you're good. So you, you still have to deal with the eyes, though. Well, that was my follow-up question: was Do you hold the skull right side up or upside down? Right side up. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh! John, let me hear your logic for upside down. Well, it's just more of a container that way. Oh, if the jaw is like facing up, but yeah. it does have the rounded bottom, so you can't set it down. Oh, oh yeah, but no. if but if you use it the normal way, you do have to lop off the top of the skull. John's way, you have less work. Hmm. Yeah. Fair. And, like, the then you have a sealed bottom as well. Or you want it yeah. if it was right side up. That's True. Hard. Hey, John's is... drank out of a skull before. <laughs> He's for sure. Yeah. John's Aztec blood is really showing through right now. <laughs> right. How to, what to do with the skulls of his enemies. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. No, what were you going to say, James? Please, enlighten us on skull I, drinking. I was going to say, I mean, like, that had to be, like, because people did it before, right? So this conversation had to happen at a point. Like, a genuine oh. conversation with two people on the skull, right? Like, someone's done this before. Is it one person know. in his... Right? This conversation has definitely happened before. I don't know if it led to drinking out of a skull, but it's at least been a hypothetical... You don't think there were two Mayan guys just sitting with a skull between them? They're like, how, well, how think, would we? <laughs> I think part of the problem is 
a lot of skull drinking is pretty impromptu, right? Like, you rip oh, the head off the your moment. enemy, and you rip out their skull, <laughs> and you pour a bunch of wine in it, and you drink it to show your superiority. Oh, yeah. So you don't really have time to, like, lop the top off or anything. Or, like, you just shatter the top and drink the shard, like, watch out for the shards. Isn't that bad? Like, it's bad. Isn't it bad to eat brains, though? Yes. Is, yes, like, that is the part that will actually drive you crazy, ironically, if you're eating them in during cannibalism, right? Why? Uh, yes, the nervous system is the part you cannot eat. What's yeah. the bio- what's the biological reason for Does the body just Hang on, James. It? Does the body need Self-defense a good reason mechanism. to not eat brain? Well, n- yeah. But, I mean, well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I'm assuming, yes, it's a biological reason. I mean, like the body, again, it just rejects it. Like it, I mean, basically, there's. Your stomach has a conscience. Yeah. And wow. it feels bad about it. It's pretty cool. It doesn't care about <laughs> legs or arms, but oof, brain matter. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's like, not this stuff. You've gone too far, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care about those last three kids, but oh, that adult brain. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not sitting right. Yeah, if our bodies didn't reject it, we'd just be eating people left and right. I mean, that's basically we- zombies. Do you think? Do you think if people didn't naturally reject, yeah, like if we didn't naturally reject eating people, that we would eat them? Um, yes, but only because looking at it from a sociopathic viewpoint of morals and ethics have no meaning. That but people would want what, to eat what other if, people, so they would. But that's only because our morals have developed in a world where we don't eat people. What if they developed in a world where it was natural and okay to eat people? Um, then it might be the moral oh God, I'm to sorry. eat someone so that their body doesn't go to waste. I mean, there are some, tri- I've heard of that as like a sociological historical thing with some like Southern American tribes, but don't quote me on it. I mean, we still, some people still eat the placenta. Yeah. That's true. Does that, how does that not count as cannibalism? Is it just because it it's is cannibalism? It is. Then why is it's it like isn't cannibal- cannibalism? No. I'm glad to know there's degrees. I guess there would have to be. First degree cannibalism, okay. second degree cannibalism. Because there, there are, are like, this is going to be a dumb question. There are laws, right? Like, oh, yeah. cannibalism expressly, well, like, for, or is it just a more of a social thing? It varies like, I don't state know by state. If, yeah, but I, I do remember a story of a guy in the UK who, like, basically had the same thought process of, like, Obviously, the issue with eating other people is you typically have to kill them or, like, cut parts off them. So what he did is he had a piece of his thigh surgically removed, and he was going to eat that himself. So it was his own thigh, and it was just surgically removed. And then, like, I believe the UK government came in and said, ah, you can't do this. Let me Google this. I don't remember what their reasoning was. That's why America's the most free country, baby. You're allowed to Hell eat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky See, Fried Chicken. Fuck that Kentucky Fried Chicken. Calvin people. looks that up. Uh, James, thank you for bringing that up because while Calvin looks that up, the historical context of what if we could eat people and that was just society, my first thought went to slave owning America back in the 16, 1700s and how they absolutely would have been eating like African slaves. Oh, that's dark. It, they literally would have just been human farms. Yeah. That's horrific. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, okay. So I found the article that I was thinking of, and they were just tiny biopsies, and apparently it 
is currently illegal to consume human flesh in the UK. So scientists use the biopsies of his flesh to recreate the flavor profile like with other stuff in a um, so that he could then eat it. So he never actually he ended up eating lamb and pork with the flavor profile of his leg, which I think is a cop out. So the future is human flavored tofu. Soil and green is people. Soil and green is, it, is lamb and pork chop. Is it literally just the fear that there would be like a certain group of people who'd like it and you yes. wouldn't want that spread, basically? Well, given in my Google search, it returned kind of a disturbing number of stories about people either like attempting to eat themselves or others. Yes. Yes, I do think that is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> this is how cults happen. Damn, dude. Are we really the freest country on Earth? I can't even well, eat myself. Well, this is the UK, so yes. Oh, that's fair. They have stupid laws. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> they drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, what do they fucking know? <laughs> they spell color with a U. They spell a lot. So what, many what? extra vowels. Yeah, so what many. is the passion with the U? They put U everywhere. Okay, wait, I have I... a question. Speaking of, like, based on that. What's the right way to spell endeavor? Oh, is it is the discussion e versus i? No, the discussion is oh. uh, in endeavor. You can spell it o r or o u r, and I for whatever O-U-R. reason prefer o u r on endeavor. I'm prefer- the same. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was just gonna say I I'm the same way with armor. I can't spell armor o r. I have to spell it uh, m o u r. It just looks wrong to me if it's M-O-R. For whatever reason, I feel like armor, then I want to sp- say it like armor. That's fair. I feel the same way with Endeavor, I'm not going to lie. Because that to me, it's like Endeavor, because a lot of our, um, a lot of the words that the English use, I think they have those used in there because they're derived from like Norman, like which would be like related to French, right? Yeah. Like something like that. So... Endeavor to me, like it looks right. Um, it looks better because I associate that with being almost more of a with foreign or without the U. With the U. Okay. John? Um, I don't know. There's already a lot of vowels, so what's one more, you know? I mean, you are a local Brit. <laughs> <laughs> or the closest um, thing. Really? What? You didn't. What? <laughs> I've spent the most time in the UK out of this group. Oh, they, no, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Either way is fine. I guess if I were going to spell it, I would assume there is a U in there. Cool. Our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Calvin, I heard that quiet protest. What? Uh, I thought you said no very quietly. No, I laughed because oh. I'm watching VTubers. Well, there you we go. Bit. <laughs> 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 Do you expect anything less from me? I, 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 I mean, mean, I guess now that you say it, not really. I, I welcome it. You know what? Fair enough. I expect a little bit more out of you, Calvin, but not less. Hey, you know, one man has cigarettes and coffee, the other man has VTubers. Neither man is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Both men could be They're wrong. the great aspirations of man. <laughs> this is what it led to, baby. <laughs> Who would like to start with recommendations? 
I got oh, one. Well. Oh, Calvin goes go. first, though, because he never goes. goes first. No, I didn't say uh, anything. John goes. As the Lord <laughs> ruler of this podcast realm, Calvin goes first. Bye. Uh, mine's just kind of simple. Uh, I'm sure people have heard of this before, but I only just recently found them. Uh, it's a new artist that's been blowing up somewhat, I think. I don't know. I don't pay attention to modern stuff. Uh, but they're called Boy With Uke. I'm sure you've heard of them or at least heard that? some of their music. Uh, Boy With U-K-E, like the beginning oh, of like ukulele. ukulele. Gotcha. Yeah, because he's the boy with the ukulele. Um also, he keeps it. He's one of those artists that like hasn't revealed his face. He wears like this mask with these like two circle like lights for eyes, and he wear oh, with a hoodie up. So he's supposedly nineteen, and he um, but that's like all people he's like released, and that's all that people really know about him. And uh, I just want to pause it now that John is a boy and he has a ukulele, <laughs> and I have never seen him in the same room with this man. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good wow. Uh, but no, he's, yeah, I like him. He's, uh, kind of like the alternative stuff. Uh, I think he's actually opening for AJR oh. now. He is. Um, I see three on tour dates with them on his Spotify page. Me? Oh, yeah. many, many more. Yeah, so he's kind of similar in that vein of, like, that alt-rock kind of poppy, but... A little bit, yeah. Um, and... I, I enjoy him. He's been apparently he start he got his start on TikTok, hmm. um, but yeah he's just exploded I guess in the last year. Or so you probably know um, his one song Toxic, uh, but yeah, cool. I think he's good. Just another music wreck. Nice, John. Is like oh James has a question. Coming first. to Milwaukee. I did have a I did have a question. I, you already kind of talked about it, but like, what's like, what's his style? I guess like in a little more detail, like what draws you to him? Do you think? Um, it's a little bit. It's 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 like upbeat, but like the softer upbeat. Like it's not like just like super loud upbeat, but it's because it's singing with a ukulele. He does play his ukulele in his songs. Okay. Um, so it's like that kind of somewhat. I don't know. It's it's not like soft, but it's it's very easy to listen to. Um and yeah, I don't know. I guess who who would I compare him to? Kind of AJR. I would definitely compare him to AJR, which makes sense as to why he's opening for them. Yeah. Um do you remember the artist Great Big World? No. They had the hit. <laughs> they had of. like I think it's Great Big World was they had like uh that one hit like when we were in high school that um say something oh yeah 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 he he kind of reminds me of that but let i don't know okay maybe not maybe that's a bad example but we should uh all get tickets since apparently it's gonna be uh local pretty uh pretty soon here yeah. perhaps perhaps except they're all sold out oh well, I thought that first was later in the month, but we don't have to talk about that right now. Yeah. Let's not, because it's sad that we can't get tickets. John, what's well, your recommendation? Well, RJ, these are the guy. Well, this is when I tried to get tickets with you to this show last year, and then you're like, you do realize that's next year, and I was like, no. 
this was like the month later and i was like dude let's go to this it's in june and he's like yeah june of 2022 and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> man we should have got tickets yeah <laughs> and then you ended up going to ajr and not telling me i again apologize i swear i had that conversation <laughs> in my head John, what you got for us? So I've been reading <gasps> in the last dare month. You. What you reading? Uh, the Red Rising series by, I believe, Pierce Brown, but let me double check. Uh, yes, Pierce Brown. So it's set like probably about a thousand years in the future, and it's like humanity in the solar system in a space empire. And everybody's, like, divided into different social classes based on the color of their eyes. Okay. And they each have their own, uh, um, like, purposes in the society. Like, gold's rule at the top. And then there's pinks, which are, like, you know, like, prostitute class, Ah. uh, service industry. And then there's, like, greens, which are all tech. And then there's blues, who are, like, fighter pilots and stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, a story about a red who's the lowest class. Oh, just keep going. RJ okay. doesn't deserve to know. <laughs> it's a story about a red who, um, like, gets turned into a gold and then tries to rebel from within the society. So it's very cool. First book's a lot like The Hunger Games, and then from there it's kind of like space opera, <laughs> kind of. No, that sounds good. Is it more like Star Wars space opera, Expanse space opera, or like Warhammer space opera? Probably more like Expanse space opera. Oh, interesting. I actually started reading it because I saw a tweet by Matt Arnold from uh, Dungeons & Daddies. He's like, this book is good. It's a better Star Wars. So I'm like, oh, I'm looking for something to read. All right. Now you've really sold me. I'll have to (laughs) look that up. One of my, uh, yeah, no, you go. No, I was just going to mention on the Wikipedia page, it says it might be turned into a television series. Oh, boy. I well, don't that, know how I feel about that. that but. I mean, <laughs> that, did, that did wonders for the Wheel of Time. Didn't it? Right. Yeah. I'm uh, so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a very divisive topic. I because have... There's a group of people that love the show, and that's totally fair. Yeah. They just blew the final episode so bad that it's I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Um, I will preface for anybody who is wanting to start this series is there are currently five books out. A sixth one is coming out at some point, I believe. Don't do this to me. Don't get me started on another series (laughs) that's not going to get finished. Yeah, I'm already too far gone for that, but save you. I'm pretty sure it's going to get finished. He's been writing like a book a year. Okay, he's not Patrick Rothfuss? No, he's not a Rothfuss of this world. And he's not got as much going on to Sanderson, so... Sanderson's um, fine, because he can still... He just is never not writing. I know, the but man's like... The a machine. Yeah, he switches right. between series. <laughs> That's true. But you still have something. Nice. Um, but yeah, good books. Um, cool world. And they're all fairly short. They're like 500 pages each. Yeah. Oh, that's... So, it's not too big of a commitment. Easy. Cool deal. Um, I'm going to do my recommendation. 
And then I have to go handle a work thing, so I'll be back in like 10 minutes after that. So uh, I'm putting Calvin in charge. Uh, no rules. My, no rules. <laughs> my, my recommendation. So first, um, I want to shout out to James again in his book. Uh, oh. post, what's it called again? The Postcard? Stories. Stories. I was there. Yeah. I was getting there. Uh, I finished it in the last... Yesterday, finished it. Very good. Uh, it's also partly why I was giving James so much shit for his choice of black coffee and cigarettes, because it is a theme <laughs> in his book. Yeah, it is. Um, I think made more noticeable by the fact that it's like a bunch of short stories back to back, and a lot of those characters have that trait. So yeah. every new character, <laughs> for, the, for the most part, seems to be... Uh, there are two notable exceptions. Um I can think of two stories off the top of my head that don't feature it, but there were enough of them. But overall, very enjoyable. Um, my other, like, non-replug, non-recommendation recommendation is the Netflix animated series Trace. Uh, have you guys heard of this one? No. It is a... It's animated. It is a supernatural... Uh, balance between the underworld and the real world but it's based on a filipino comic book how do you spell it t-r-e-s-e interesting it's six episodes and a half hour each what's the world of plot um basic plot is uh alexander trece is the current Lacan, they uh, they use a lot of Filipino language in it, so, like, subtitles helps, but it's it doesn't, like, define the words and stuff, but, uh, is the Lacan that basically keeps the peace and balance between the human and the supernatural, and there is the, there's, like, a pact that all the, the six tribes made, six or seven tribes, um, that they would follow the accords, keep the peace, follow the rules, everything would be okay, and her, she inherited that from her father, so it's a little bit of the detect. It's a lot of the detective like serial stuff of oh, there's a ghost murder where literally a ghost was murdered, and so the cop in her precinct like calls her in for the weird stuff that they find, and so it's one of those people. It's like that middle ground of people know the supernatural is real to a degree, but who all believes in what and to what level changes. Um. And, yeah, it was, so it was very interesting. Again, it's only, like, six episodes, so it builds up pretty quick to a thing, and then goes from there. And she, so, her henchmen are really oh, fun. Sorry. So I'm just looking this up, because apparently there are three dubbings of it, and I was curious which one you watched, and if you knew if there was an original to watch it in. Because it says there's a Filipino, English, and Japanese dub for it. I definitely watched the English. Um, oh, here it says, among the three dubbings, English was the dubbing that was done first, with the Filipino dubbing had to be based on the English version. So I guess you'd probably want to watch English. But in reference to you saying they don't translate some Filipino stuff, they comment on here saying, some Filipino dialogue, such as the phrase Tabi Tabi Po, were used to retain the series Pinoy, I don't know if I'm saying that right, flavor, and encourage foreigners to learn the Filipino language and culture. Yeah. It, cool. it is pretty, like, sprinkled out and, like, Sometimes, like, curses and stuff, people, like, swear at each other using it or, like, mutter curse words away. So it's it's not like a 
it's not reserved just to like oh we're using the Filipino language to simple uh, to symbolize the supernatural. It's very much a bleeding the language throughout the show. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and in Filipino How's martial the... arts, Lacan denotes an equivalent to the black belt rank. How uh, how's the animation? Is it like what what's the style 2D, like? Relatively uh, almost anime, okay. uh, but more in it's more like Castlevania, right? So I don't think it's the same. St- I don't know if it's the same studio or not, but I don't think so. But it's very much okay. more in that like two D, pretty pretty solid on that style. It looks nice. Yeah. It's very fun and made me want to go, like, look up the comics, so. Hell yeah. That is my recommendation, and I will be back shortly, leaving the podcast to continue in Kelvin's dear hands. That's his own. That's a mistake. (laughs) Okay, what are we doing, Kelvin? Just going to talk about nothing but VTubers. Okay. Perfect. Come to the VTuber Variety Hour. RJ can't yeah. cut this out, so <laughs> no, he can't. Wait, it's a good thing I, he doesn't. Oh, good. I do have a rack. Go uh, for um, it. Is it a VTuber? It is not a VTuber. <laughs> I was gonna um, say James hadn't gotten to go yet, Calvin. Hey, you're gone. Yeah, go Get away. Here. <laughs> this is our podcast now. <laughs> um, workers of the field are rising up. Yeah, truly. Down with the podcast push pussy. Wow, we're about to see why. <laughs> Just kidding, I have faith in you all. Um, my recommendation is I saw over the weekend, uh, in theaters no less, I saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I think that's what it's called, the Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Where he plays himself. Um, I would say, I will say, um, I do not think this is a movie you need to see in theaters. Um, however, I, I would say like, if you do find it on streaming and you have like a lazy or Saturday, I would say, watch it. I think it's fun. Um, the interplay between like Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal in the movie, uh, is really enjoyable. They're like one of the best scenes in the movies between the two of them just kind of hanging out. Um, it does kick into like, quote unquote movie mode uh, about halfway through which I think kind of detracts from it for me at least Um, but it was still really really fun to watch Um, so kind of an interesting movie as hokey as I thought it was going to be because when I heard like oh it's a Nicolas Cage movie and he's playing himself like we all know Nicolas Cage is kind of almost (laughs) like a meme you know so it's like it's going to be a Nicolas Cage movie um it actually i think handled it um maybe not the best it could have done but better than i thought it would so fun i'd recommend it nice yeah i remember seeing reviews for that it looks kind of interesting yeah it's um it's it, it yeah it kind of like it starts out on the buddy comedy and then it kind of turns into something else um and I don't particularly like the turn. <laughs> I, I do understand why they did it. And the movie almost kind of comments on the idea of the turn as it's happening, which like self-awareness doesn't excuse, in my opinion, a kind of like sloppiness. But it's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, it's a movie. It is what it is. And it was still 
for the parts uh, that I enjoyed, uh, I would say it was worth it. But yeah. Nice. All right. So yeah. we're, we're supposed to go into how to be a buddy buddy, but that's that's what we're supposed to do. Oh, I see. Okay. Anybody. <laughs> we can just end the podcast. There we go. <laughs> just like we all leave and he comes back and there's just nobody here. <laughs> Tea room. No, I got uh, No, wow. I actually have a story I kind of want to talk about. Uh, it would have been good to talk about if RJ, but he doesn't care about his own podcast. Oh, he does. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, but no. So I don't know if I saw this, uh, this article um, last week. Uh, I think I remember talking about this with you guys when this first happened a couple years ago. But in 2018, or first of all, do you know the uh, like Japanese character Hatsune Miku? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for those who don't, she's like a vocaloid. So she's like this like fake person who's like a singer and you can like create like, using the software of her voice and all this stuff. Um, but she's like a really big Japanese character, um, like fictional character. Uh, and this guy back in 2018 made headlines when he married a hologram of Hatsune Miku. Oh, no. So back in 2018, yeah. there was this little, like, AI hologram thing that you could buy that was, like, this little stand, and it, like, went on your desk. I think I remember sharing this with you guys. Um, and it basically functioned like a Google or Siri kind of aspect of where it would say good morning to you, good night, welcome you home. You could like somewhat talk with it and stuff like that. And so this guy uh, back in 2018 spent about $17,000 to hold a wedding ceremony to get married to uh, Hatsune Miku. Well, uh, this news article was released just this last week. That apparently he hasn't spoken to her since 2020 because the, the company that operated the AI discontinued its service in 2020. So the servers were shut down and he has been unable to speak with her since 2020. That's so sad. Uh, so she's just like non literally. She's, she's just gone. Damn, dude, that is kind of sad. Yeah. But it just reminded me of our story, James, of the of the when we would joke about having the the fictional like hologram girlfriend and she can't let you in when you lock yourself out. And now it's just like, oh, the service that operated my virtual girlfriend is just like basically killed her. She yeah. can't open the door. <laughs> open the door. <laughs> She can't yeah. do anything now. That's, I mean, well, I remember, I do, I think it's so funny because, like, um, I mean, 2018 was close to half a decade ago. Um, and, like, I remember that story coming out and people were like, technology has gone too far. <laughs> it's a sign of the decline. And now, 2022, it's not like, I don't know. I'm past the point, relatively speaking, of like, oh, it's gotten so much worse because I think it's just gotten there's just so much more. But it's it almost seems quaint at this point. You know what I mean? The idea of a guy like marrying like an AI uh, fucking 
stand or whatever near his, you know, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. to be fair, it sounds like it did actually help him because in the article it talks about uh, he was he had like severe depression and was like a complete shut in and never left his place for like 24 hours a day, like just ever. And after like getting into like Miku and then like his like marrying his hologram of Miku, he said it helped lift him out of that depression. Oh, so So, to be fair, it sounds like it was a good thing for him. And he says that he's still his, his love for Miku hasn't changed. He held the wedding ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. He says that he, while the projection of Miku can no longer respond to his voice, he says he has continued to talk to it and eats his meals, silent virtual character facing him. We're talking about the guy whose digital hologram waifu was uh, basically destroyed because updates. Uh, well, the company just discontinued the service. Yeah. Yikes. That's rough, buddy. That's yeah, that sucks. But I just thought it was an interesting article. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, it's very modern for sure. Like I don't know. I think that's um. I just want to see a scene shot of that guy coming home and uh he's like you know he puts his bag away and he takes off his shoes and puts on his little fucking slippers that they all wear over there and he (laughs) goes over to his dining room table you know he preps a meal or whatever and he sits down facing him is that the deactivated um wife (laughs) that's a very um, sad dark scene yeah i I, you know in a way, yeah, but it, it sounds maybe this sounds like really convoluted and dumb, but it's almost somewhat endearing. I would almost say optimistic that someone can connect on that level, and maybe to a degree, okay. like he's. Hang on, well, though, James. Humans connect to rocks that look like faces. This is. Mm. Yeah, but that's yeah okay. F- fair enough. Very fair, but it's uh, like to take that even I a mean, step ma- further down the road of dumb. There was literally a dude who made millions selling pet rocks that people connected to and felt emotional bonds with that were literally just rocks, not even looking like faces. That's genius. But is, isn't that something like, I mean, one, I agree. Great business move. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but two, like, I still find it, you know, uh, there's something endearing about it. It's not like, and I, I'm not, uh, granted, I, I know that there are cases of somebody who maybe like buys one of those rocks and it's like, unhealthily in the same in the same vein as this miku thing it's like unhealthily filling a void in their life um but maybe there's someone who just bought it because they were like i don't know like i like the idea of having a, a little rock guy with googly eyes on my on my desk when i come when i come to work every morning or whatever that i find endearing yeah um almost but i i mean i i agree where it's like it all depends kind of i guess on the perspective to which it's approached so I definitely agree um, that it's endearing. I just, it seemed like you were taking down the road of like, oh, this wonderful magical thing that's rare. And it's like, well, no, it, it actually happens more often than we probably should. No, no, it's, it's, it's like on, on multiple and many levels, incredibly sad, but almost for that same reason, it's somewhat endearing. Um, and especially if the guy was like, learned something from it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, so. if it helped him, he's not hurting anybody. So, what's it really matter? Yeah, yeah. it's it is it's whatever you know. I mean, it's yeah. the same philosophy with uh, psychology and counseling when it comes to prescribing things. Of if it works, don't mess with it. 
<laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Basically. Very true. Very true. So I'm assuming we also did not move into our next segment then. No, we, we did not. Already. No, oh, the yeah. podcast's done. Yeah. It's all, all oh, over. Well, we ended the podcast 15 minutes we ago. We did a lightning round. Don't listen to them. They're lying. Thank you. Don't ask. Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> I... But our third rule is don't listen to James, so now what do I do? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happened? Now. Hoisted on my own petard. Make you break your one rule. <laughs> I'm sorry, Master. This one time I must break the rules. <laughs> our next segment Better Buddy and How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. I definitely was not about to read the wrong one. Yeah, you uh, Our first question If you were talking to a girl and she did not use social media, how would this change how you thought of her? I don't use social media, so. It's <laughs> a <to> respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I frequent social media, but I wouldn't say, like, I use it as in, like, I don't post very often. So, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where um, if you meet someone, you don't want someone who, like, is like, well, I don't use social media. Because it's like, all right, okay, cool, very cool. <laughs> um, but it is something where I guess it's contextual, where if you talk to them and you f- you find out kind of the reason why, you know, if they're just like, eh, yeah, I don't really- I don't know. I just don't really use it very often. Um, yeah. Then it's all right. Fair enough. Yeah, I can totally get that. I mean, I I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yeah, it's not a it's not like it's a red flag. And frankly, too much of the dating realm is through Snapchat. Which fuck that shit. Hey, Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm not a. I, I think we our generation just we we just barely missed it. Like, if we had been born a few years later, we would be using a ton. I don't know. I think it's just an us thing. I think we're we're the odd ones out of our generation. I think our generation definitely uses it. I would agree maybe a year or two younger than us, James. Would they are, like, the prime Snapchat demographic? But I, I would say it still definitely hit our age group. We're just the oddballs. John? We're just lame. Or we're oh. too cool. <laughs> or we don't use social media. I only Whoa. use IRC. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's going too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start putting that in my Tinder bio. Only use IRC. Ladies? <laughs> Ask them for their IRC. <laughs> Who wants to set up an IRC server and chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at. That'll <laughs> really... That's how you find people on. That's how you find a female pet gizmo. <laughs> it's it's how you know she passes the first test. That's how you get catfish. To be honest, <laughs> who doesn't love some catfish? I what are you saying? No girls are on IRC, John. Yes, I am making that blanket statement. <laughs> IRC wow. is a thing on the internet. What? Yes. Internet yeah. relay chat. Ah, yes. Yeah, there are no women have... there because there are no girls on the internet. I well, was just going to say, that's a big rule. There are no girls on the internet. <laughs> they I don't, don't exist. I don't know which rule it is. <laughs> I don't know what rule it is either. I just remember the post that it comes from. Hold on. I'll find it. I'll send it in the chat. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> Our next question. 
would you get YouTube Premium if you had more of a say in what they recommended you? I've had YouTube Premium since it launched, and it was YouTube Red. But was it worth it? I also, I also have YouTube Premium. Well, given that I got the free trial when they first launched and never stopped it, yes. Yes, I would say it's broke. I haven't watched an ad on YouTube in, like, six years. Damn. <laughs> John? I think the recommendations are fine. Okay. I'm pay for it for the ad list experience. How much yeah. is YouTube Premium? That, like 12 bucks a month. Yeah, like 10 Something or 12 like bucks that. a month. Mm. But it also gets you YouTube Music, which is basically like a Spotify Premium kind of deal. So because so that's what I use for my music player now as well, because I can download music from there. You can create playlists and all sorts of stuff. So. Yeah, mm. I'm the chump who's paying for both. <laughs> that's okay i'm the chump who pays for nothing give me all the ads I, I, I have to ask though for this question are they are they is it implied that like just youtube sucks at recommendations and all that stuff because I, one thing i've never understood and i'm curious if it's just that i use youtube in a different way is that you have all of these YouTubers and stuff talking about how their videos get suppressed or they're not recommended or showed up to people and all this stuff. I have never once had an issue with that because I'll have like, um, for example, I watch Phil DeFranco. He puts out that like news show yeah. and he always talks about how when he taught, when he talks about uh, subject matter that is more uh, like graphic or stuff because he's talking about the news, it, he's like, oh, and this stuff gets suppressed like crazy. Um, and he's like, oh, I can tell in my numbers and all this stuff. I, it's always on my recommendation page. Do And then also, do people not go to their subscriptions tab? Because that's how I go to stuff. Yeah. I go to my subscriptions tab and just see it. And it's there because I'm subscribed to them. So I'm curious. Am I like, I've never understood like, oh, the YouTube algorithm is like, diverting you away from like your own channels that you watch so, i've never understood that yeah part of it i think is the public side of it right where it's like oh they're trying to get the top stay at the top with search results kind of side of it um mm -hmm. and to your point about like oh the people who subscribe to things like i think people don't because like if you let's say you're watching on xbox right you're watching on the on an app your subscription one is not the first one they show you yeah, well, no matter where you go, the first is the homepage. But even on my homepage, my are always new subscriptions. Like, I get the random recommendations, yeah. but I will quite often get new videos that my subscribers post, or my, not my subscribers, that I'm subscribed to, they post. Those will quite often pop up on my homepage, and I always go to the subscriptions tab. If I'm on phone, if I'm on so, TV, if I'm on my laptop, yeah. I always go to the subscription page. I is that just like a me thing? Is that not the normal no, it, move? No, and I think what I was so like, there's a subscription tab, right? Where like you open it up, it's got your list of channels. Yeah. On the home page of like the Xbox app, it's got like almost like Netflix like when you open Netflix, where it's like, oh, here's the list of shows in the top lot row, and the next row down, and the next row down, and one of the rows is like your subscriptions that shows you all the stuff you've subscribed to in like their most recent videos, but it's like the third or fourth row down. And the first, like, three rows are, like, what's popular, what's trending, uh, random stuff. So, even with that, yeah. it's hard to, like, get to the... It, not hard, but it 
it takes that extra step to get to the like subscribed stuff. That's why you don't look for them on the homepage. You go to the subscriptions tab. Yeah, and I guess that's my point is like, who's just opening YouTube and being like, "Ugh, I can't press left and down twice. I, I guess I'll never see these videos from these people I care about. Another question. How much stuff are you subscribed to? Because I found my like, I have results. 130. Yeah, my results got really good I when have... I was down to like 10 subscriptions. Oh, God, I'm at, is it, can I look up how many channels I'm subscribed to? I think I can do it on my phone. On desktop, it just shows them all. But I think if I go to subscriptions on here, um, no, I can't, I can't tell, but I would say I probably have 50 to 70. So in the channel, in the, my YouTube account that I use the most often right now, I'm subscribed to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven channels. Well, see, so that's also your issue is you're not subscribed to channels you want to watch. Oh, but I am. And that's I guess, my thing. Is that I like... only subscribe to the ones I know I will watch. Okay, fair. Then I guess the thing is that people aren't doing that. Yeah, they'll subscribe to anything that tells them to subscribe, which then creates just a mass, like a hundred plus list of channels that they get lost in the noise. Well, that's what I'm doing too. And I, n I never get anything lost in the noise, I feel like. Mm, does your general like i am i would argue it's hard to keep up with that many channels though like 100 plus channels if they're each putting out a video a day at 20 minutes that's two thousand minutes of two, content four, well i'm not saying i'm watching yeah. every video but i see every video and then can decide if i want to i think watch that's it. the thing other people the, the youtubers are no, complaining about the people not watching it no, they're complaining about people not seeing videos because hmm. I always because all the stuff that I see the YouTubers say they're talking about how people in the comments are like, oh, I would have watched this video, but like it didn't show up on my YouTube or I can't find it. They're not talking about people not wanting to watch it because that's not anything to do with the algorithm, because even if the algorithm always dropped it in their face and the person's like, no, I don't want to watch that. That's not the algorithm's fault. They're talking. I'm I, I'm talking about the algorithm hiding videos and not showing them to people, mm. which is what I feel like I see YouTubers complaining about the most. It, it is on smaller channels. Um, but I, I what don't know what smaller? the court. Cause it sounds like the Philip DeFranco is pretty big. No, but that's what I'm saying is like, I don't think it would potentially happen to a Phil DeFranco, um, because he's too, he if claims it does really, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know. He just claims it does, but I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, um, but I, I have heard a lot of smaller. Like, um, I mean, this has been happening for a while, right? Like these complaints, yeah. especially ever since like what probably like eight ish years ago yeah. when like I know this is really hokey, but like when like talk shows and shit like that, like Fuck when that. really popular like legacy media stuff started to get flushed into everybody's recommendations which again like that doesn't affect you if you're um if you're subscribed to like the people you want to be subscribed to because your homepage is going to be tailored ideally to kind of like what you follow and what the algorithm believes your relative interests to be but i think potentially what a lot of these people are upset about is like it wasn't long ago where somebody relatively unknown channel could post a video and across the entire site, it could be seen. It could go, quote unquote, like viral. That can't happen anymore. Um, I guess that's fair. Especially with like 
the it's not even crackdowns necessarily it's not just like content it's like it's because of the advertising shit like that's really a lot of people is like advertisers once they found youtube as a viable market established like a hold on to there and that's really what's shaped the relative sort of feel of the site probably almost the past like seven eight years or so Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, like, I, I won't lie. To be fair, I don't use the YouTube app. I literally, if I'm on my phone, I just go on, like, the Safari version of YouTube or I'll just use my computer. Um, and I do not use my, like, subs- uh, my, like subscription. I do log in. I oh. do. I, I do. But I don't use my subscription tab. Like, I, I rarely go to my subscriptions. And I think it's because, like, I am one of those people where it's, like, if I see one cool video... Um, also, oh, maybe I'll see something else cool. Like, who knows? Um, so to be fair, like, I, I'm kind of like very flippant and I treat YouTube, um, less as like a, a, a curation and more of like it's just like TV for me. Like, I'll just binge like a bunch of like two to three minute clips, you know what I mean? So it does depend on like how you're using it. I know this is obvious, but it depends on how you're using it, and then that will shape your kind of like algorithmic um feed uh but i also agree where it's like i feel like a lot of the complaints um when people talk about copyright or videos being like ghosted basically that might have been something more maybe it probably does still happen to some degree but i feel like that was more of a thing maybe like a few years ago when youtube was trying to kind of like clean its image a little bit i don't know back when you had to start censoring swear words yeah, it, which is kind of nuts to think about. Like, I watch a lot of YouTubers now, and I remember, like, back in 2013, 2014, they'd, you know, they could say, like, fuck and shit, and all, all, yeah. all the naughty words out. It's like, they do have to censor themselves. And, and that's, like, I don't know. I, I understand, like, especially if it's a platform now that, like, is frequented by a lot of people it's basically like uh you mean like how they put the responsibility for monitoring what kids watch on youtube on youtube rather than the parents yeah which is to a degree fair i mean it makes sense like i i think like i think a net like youtube at this point is basically like a television network in a way It, it is very structured like one it has advertisers it has select personalities It may have more material, but it behaves very much like a traditional network would. And a traditional network would be expected to monitor its content, uh, especially if it's being if it's making a bunch of shit available to uh, potentially like younger and more impressionable audiences. But granted, a lot I would counter that to a degree with the um, there was a law. There was a case, a legal case that said you can't force uh like cell phone companies don't have to give uh like search engine data over to parents of children because if the parents decided the child was responsible enough to have a cell phone and connect to the internet they it was the responsibility was on the kid to use it properly and so that because uh, it's also a part of the whole thing why you like there's a very specific subpoena process for getting information from uh, cell phone companies. 
I would agree with that if like um if that's assuming the content or the people making the stuff on the other end are not specifically tailoring it to be in some cases predatory. And I don't mean in like a creepy way, I just mean in a way I mean, it's that it's raw like, internet data. Happen. No, I I I know, but it's like like for some yeah. people on the internet to be like, well, you should be more responsible. It's like, well, yeah, but like you're using every trick in the book to capture as many like young eyes as possible. And uh, I mean, you have to bear some responsibility. You can't just do whatever you're going to do and then say like, well, too bad. So sad. You should have like thought ahead. It's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to like, if I was thinking as a parent, um, one, I, I, smartphones and parents that's like all and kids that's a whole another mm-hmm. thing but you would hope that like people on the other end of the bargain of the deal would be like responsible and would be like not putting just like shit out there i don't know if you've ever seen like even just clips of what passes for content on the kids it's side so of youtube dumb it's really bad. It's like really, really, really well, because bad. Because it's got and car- it's characters and we all know and love, and they don't say swear words. It's a okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where I would agree with you, James. On they need to be that policing their like YouTube should be held responsible is when they make a section that's solely marketed at, towards children and kids. Then yeah, I feel like they should be on the hook for what's happening there. In YouTube in general, I would probably come down more on RJ's side of, yeah, I think they should obviously limit some of the most egregious, like, extreme stuff. But I would also agree that it's on parents to be aware of what their kids are doing. I think Calvin's just said it best. No, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, it's, like... If you're giving your kid a device, a personal device with access to the internet, like, and to maybe to be fair, a lot of parents still, it's probably a, a waning number, but a lot of parents still may not know what that necessarily means. They might not fully mm-hmm. understand it, but it, it sooner rather than later, the parents do have to assume a responsibility where it's like, all right, you're giving your kid access to the internet. You yeah. should know all right like they're gonna fucking look at shit they're gonna they're gonna accidentally find stuff you you want to do that fine but then there is a degree of responsibility on you you can't just push it off to somebody else so i i I would agree Mm -hmm. our next question i'm gonna skip one because i just don't want it uh what hobby gets more expensive as you go I feel like all of them. Mm. Um, I would argue jogging yeah. does not if you... Uh... Yeah, it does. Because if you get really into jogging, that's when you're going to start getting nicer shoes. You're going to get better mm, running fair. equipment. You're going to yeah. buy like all sorts of stuff. You're going to invest in good headphones. I feel like any hobby, the more deeper you get, the more expensive you get. It's just different levels. So I would say... Uh, would the better yeah. question be what hobby does not get more expensive as you go? The only ones I'm thinking of is where it's like a high startup cost, like woodworking mm. or something, oh. where you like buy all that up front. And but then... 
but your you're materials always, are relatively cheaper. But as you get better at woodworking, you're going to buy nicer quality wood. You're going to buy nicer quality materials. You're going to have to upgrade your tools. Does, I think maybe it, plat I, it might plateau at a point, but I think does, does really quick. Does walking count as a hobby? No. Like going on? No, it doesn't. Nerd. Uh, I think it can. No, I'm with you, James. It's like I, I call that hiking. Then. Yeah, hiking is just walking. But but I would argue yes because eventually you're gonna walk everywhere in your immediate area and you're gonna have to and you're gonna want to find more areas to walk. So you might drive or invest in a bike to get to those areas. Backpack, or bottle, again, nice I think shoes, it, yep, I, I, it, it's different levels. Like I'm not saying it's gonna get up to like you're spending thousand dollars on your walking hobby. I mean, but yeah, you're gonna go walk. You're gonna go walk the uh, the Great Wall of China. It's gonna cost you a pretty penny. Exactly. What's a what's a hobby that you guys would be willing to invest money into that if you were gonna you know what do you like what would you three D printing? I dropped four hundred dollars okay, on that hobby. <laughs> hey, that's a start. And that was just yeah, that was literally just the start. That's yeah. not counting the uh, like refill on materials. I literally just bought some new uh, isopropyl alcohol the other day. I have to buy a new resin in the next couple weeks here because i'm starting to run out um upgrades as calvin pointed out right now i've got a good machine and i think it'll last me for a good few years but depending if say the screen on it but breaks i need to repair that or the engine gives out and it, the motor gives out and it's time for me to buy a new machine or there's a better machine with better specs as the hobby gets improved like and it's not even talking about the like because I'm using it specifically to print miniatures for, like, Dungeons & Dragons, buying bases, buying paint. Like, there's, like, I've got, like, two hobbies rolled into one here. Okay. So, yeah, James. <laughs> That's my answer to what yeah. hobby would I sink money into. They, uh, sure do snowball. Like, uh, Calvin and I picked up kayaking last year. Um, yeah. And I spent, <laughs> like, almost $500 on my kayak, probably. Um, wow. And then I've paid for two boat launch passes, which were like 50 bucks each. Um, nice. And I'm looking to get like a different uh, car mounting system, like car roof rack system to mount the kayak on to make it a little easier to load. And that could be like $800. Wow. <laughs> I haven't Damn. pulled the trigger on that one yet, but yes, it, yeah. it adds up. Calvin? Boy, it's I'd fun, like to John. I'd like to do like calligraphy, like maybe not calligraphy, but uh, no, not calligraphy, but like letter writing. I like to get into that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, like writing <laughs> letters to your friends. So your cost is like five bucks in stamps and envelopes or like yeah. calligraphy where you buy I'll the pens letters, and James. the ink and the, you write it out in nice, neat, fancy handwriting. Yeah. I'd like to, I, I will say I acknowledge calligraphy as an art. I understand the point behind it. But I do think at the same time, it's also, I would I would argue, another version of the art to just write in your normal handwriting, because it just is kind of how you record, you know, your thoughts or your words uh, in the way that you can. Um, With like a pencil? Yeah, like, yeah, but I, I understand calligraphy, but I'd love to, I guess I'd love to get into letter writing. <laughs> like, it, it, <laughs> James just wants to go back to snail mail. 
That's his hobby. I do. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Dude, I love, like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I wrote someone a letter um, this past winter using my typewriter. Oh. That's awesome. And that was one of the single most frustrating and yet I would also say rewarding experiences ever because I wanted it to be written with almost like no errors. Mm. I fucked up I fucked up twice, but I was able to kind of like cover for it. Um, but like the the amount of like way that that letter because I wrote it out first on notebook paper. And then I typed it and then I wrote it with the typewriter and like the way that the letter changed through all those processes was like really cool to follow. I'd love to do something like that. It's very time intensive, but I don't know, being able to, to just sort of like, if I, my penmanship is like so shitty, if I could work on that and like write letters to friends and like handwritten and they'd be able to read them. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll write you letters. James. Yeah. We can be pen pals. I'd love to be pen pals. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, intentional you know in a way that few things are these days yeah it is it, it's like you really have to sit down and like think and it's like making a handmade yeah. card for a occasion like a christmas or something or like birthday like you sit down and make the card yourself it's that extra intent it is it is and i'm not i'm not above buying like cards specifically for friends or whatever but i would prefer it to kind of Dude, to be able to have your own sort of like um, paper or whatever that you can like special you want order. Stationary? I mean, that is like wow. Look at this guy. Yeah. He wants his own stationery. I know, dude. I know. That's so. Get his own letterhead. <laughs> so the desk of James. The custom envelopes. The wax seal. You gotta get the wax yep. seal. There it is. <laughs> oh yes. Just like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know? And then you just get a signet ring and then you wear your signet ring and then when you sign it, you like press it in. Seal the envelope with your signet ring. I want to make my own family so bad. I don't think I have one, I think so we I'd have like to make turned, it my own. Officially turned letter writing into a hobby. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it already was. It already was, yeah. Well, I've been convinced I'll so cool. put it that way then. We've increased the supply list, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, it's getting more expensive. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Our next question. What was your favorite bro moment? With the further details, as in, what was your favorite situation where another man slash bro helped you out greatly when he didn't have to? Uh, I'm going to go with my moment that always stands out to me is... Back in high school, my family purchased a piano. And there was this guy who I, I knew of him. I knew he lived on the block. We went to, he was a grade above me, but, you know, we we didn't really speak too much. But we were connected on social media. And we got home with the piano and needed help moving. And I said, hey, I know this is super weird random, but can you help me move a piano in the rain? And he walked the block down and he helped us move the piano into the house. And it was just one of those solid, like, neighbors helping neighbors and then we got to know each other a lot better after that there you go that's awesome about you guys um i don't have a specific moment but um i will say and this is this might get a little sappy so i apologize um but uh 
Cal and I used to live together and there were like, we spent so many um, evenings uh, a week or weekend and we'd like sit down and like watch movies and we would like drink and we would just like scream at the TV or we do. <laughs> it was great. Like, that was great. That was like, I, I love those types of moments where you can just hang out with somebody um, and you can just both like, focus on one thing and it doesn't have to take up the totality of the night. Like no one is either, maybe you're both into the movie and you watch it all the way through and it's quiet. Maybe you don't, you're just like riffing the whole time. Maybe it's a show, whatever. Like I love that sort of stuff. And I've had that with like quite a few people, but I've, I haven't had it with as much as like Cal. So that was a really cool, like I never knew I could do shit like that with somebody really um and it was cool to be able to kind of do that uh while i was there so uh, i really uh i really miss that kind of stuff Aww. but um i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> a little no that was, th those were always fun i always i was like watching the films because yeah yeah I, I i i especially remember when we watched uh last jedi <laughs> and we just were like screaming at the tv the entire time oh. My God, we were just like, what are they fucking doing? <laughs> my boy! They massacred my boy! <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 That would be that would be my answer. Nice. Calvin or John? Well, I would pile on with James's, but other than that, I don't know. I'm sure I've had him with all of you guys. I just don't have any memory so yeah i don't remember what happened yesterday let alone I, two weeks ago I, I will say too the the times we've had um out at cal's place like for like fourth of july or whatever it was um was always fun those are those are some classic pro moments around the bonfire or just taking like a walk that was pretty yeah. fun our uh, old uh, land parties in middle school oh my god how could i forget Dude, do you remember? Do you guys remember that one time uh, where we left a bunch of stuff out and we realized it like halfway through and we got it back and it was like there were, it was like a bunch of, it was like lemonade and like high C, but they were uh, because it was cold outside. I, I, I think it was like, it was either late fall or it was like winter turning to spring. It was winter because uh, it was in the snow. Yeah. And like we brought the stuff back inside and it was like slushy. They were like slushies. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that I was, was gonna say, anytime we bring up those land parties, you always bring up this story. Apparently, this was a very pivotal point in your I, I don't life, know James. Why. I don't know why it was so magical. I was like, this is great. So we sat down, we played some some Halo 3, some Halo Reach. And I think yeah, that was the same night. Uh we turned around because we heard a noise and the cat was up above the pantry. <laughs> and like crawling around above the cabinets and I had never seen her up there. And it was like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just watching. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. RJ's uh, left the chat. Oh my God. Has once again, abandoning his own podcast. This is why he brought you in, John, because he's you bring after yeah. a place, RJ. John, do you, do you have any moments you can think of? I honestly can't think of one. I mean, my neighbor and I trade off shoveling the driveway, which I always appreciate. John. That's nice. <laughs> That's 
That's so sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Although I'm moving in a month, so that won't happen anymore. Yeah. Wait, okay. Just bring your neighbor with you. True. Do you listen to anything specifically when you like shovel the driveway, or do you just do it like no music or whatever? Um, it depends. Um I this year I listened to a lot of Dungeons and Daddies while I did it. But it's also a great time to like try out an album because like I'm not doing anything super mentally intensive, so I always like shoveling in this quiet. I've I've kind of like I will have to say anyone who does not live in the Midwest or anywhere that gets a lot of snow for that matter, like you should try shoveling a driveway once. It's um it's an experience. The, it is an experience. I always say it reminds me of my place in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like wow. that one activity. <laughs> I think it depends a little bit on the driveway too. Right. That's great. Hmm. All right. Uh, another call long it. one. Yeah. Uh, we'll call I think we can call it here. Unless we really want yeah. to answer this last question. What is the question? Oh, we're going to answer this last question now, Calvin. I think we have to, only to get it off the list. For That's fair. Time. Our last question this week. My girlfriend farted in my general direction. What can I do? With the further details, There's nothing. You can't come as back title, I slapped her ass while she was bending over to pick up something. She turned and farted in my general direction. How can I reassert my dominance? Am I doomed? No, you're done. Yes. Motherfucker. Over. Motherfucker, you slapped her on the ass and then she tried to. She fucking asserted her own dominance. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You've been that is, you, dominated. That is, that, is, no. that is a fire and a report back, all right? You cannot. No. All right. uh, there is only one thing There's you a- can do. No. Nope. The only thing you can do is to build a giant hollow wooden rabbit and wheel it up yes. to the castle, yep. only for her to throw yep. it at you. There you go. I'd accept this. I, I'd say um, if movie logic has taught me anything, that is the proper course of action. So I would agree. It is the only response they had in Monty Python and the Holy Grail to be f- being farted at in a general direction. And thus it is the only proper response here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Other than that, you're doomed, yes. Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you done messed up. You fucked up, dude. Good luck. Okay. No, that well, that's like, our show. That's that's the past. Yeah. Thank you all for joining this week. It was fun. It was. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold. We're also on social media, Facebook, Better Buddies. You can ha- see our meme Mondays answer our icebreakers when I remember to upload them and uh, mm. answer tell, tell others about the show on Twitter hash, uh, at betterbudcast use the hashtag betterbuddies when you tweet about the show tweet at us you know we uh, we, we like engagement we'll respond probably if I see Twitter uh, and our gmail account betterbuddiescast at gmail.com you can send us fan art hate art fan mail hate mail declarations of love and or war icebreakers you want us to answer or questions you need advice on And last, but not least, be a better buddy.
cake or pie. Yeah. I get that uh, cake. Cake. Uh, I will say cake. Um, I do like pie, but I just like cake because I like next, the texture. Go. I already said pie. John? He did say pie. I will concur with pie. Thank you for the levels test. Ow. Oh, are, oh okay. At first I thought yeah, that was going to be like a polygraph. Like that was a control <laughs> question. Because kind of. <laughs> the problem is if I just say, like, say hello, everyone says like, oh, hello. And it's really yeah, hard to get the natural flow of conversation and test it oh, out. Oh, that's a good test. Yeah. I she just screamed tried. like pie at him. Pie. And that's why I didn't tell you. Oh, man. Because Kelvin's such a scamp. <laughs> <laughs>